You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. It's avoidable. <laughs> Judging you, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I tend to You guys, be curious. I have an opinion. I do. Everything is awesome. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> it's real deep there, Matt Hamilton. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Maniacal laugh from Chris Orr. <laughs> Jim, right before you, you said I'm back, yeah. he got in my ear and cussed at me. <laughs> he said, you look like poop, but he didn't say poop. <laughs> that is true. You're not, are you doing all right, Alex Strofe? You have like, low energy all day today. I've just I've just been locked in, Jim. You got to take them cold showers, man. You got to get the training. Why do you, you keep telling me out? I got to take cold showers? Because you need to, man. You need to start caring about your health. I do care about my health. Nah. Do you, though? Nah. I just popped three ibuprofen before the show. That Lower not, back pain. <laughs> that is not caring about your health. And how old are you? I'm 24. You mm. are 24. I ran three miles today, and I don't have lower back pain. Ooh. Yet you have lower back pain from what? That was just a humble brag. You ran three miles today. <laughs> yeah. I took two minutes off a mile today, too, because I was, I was running angry. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> It's nothing important. The cats did something like they scratched up the carpet, and I was—I found out right before I went for a run, so I was angry. So I just ran. I was—I was—I was upset. Fired up some DMX and some Tupac and ran two minutes faster than normal. You know anger how it goes, Chris. So, yeah, yeah. Anger's a good motivator. I love to get angry before working out, playing games. It's—it's it's amazing. Getting angry. Nothing better than just releasing that through some physical. Activity that Shroff never does. <laughs> <laughs> it's not inaccurate. <laughs> uh, Alex Shroff catching strays to uh, start the show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that is crush a Coors Light. Uh, Chris Orr with me, a former Badger. He's in the uh, played in the NFL as well, played in the USFL. And what? You were supposed to do it. Yeah, you were. Chris knows. You usually team me up. You usually say Alex Shroff. Right, but I didn't know I had to hold your hand a year and a half into it. <laughs> Rough day for Alex Strofe. Pop another ibuprofen. <laughs> you know, I don't know, something else back there, something for you, for him. I don't know. Just whatever it is you need back there to get growing. What the hell did I do? Why, why, why am I getting beat up on a Monday? I didn't even do anything. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. Chris Orr is the nicest human being around, and he's just chiming in like, Alex Strove, you look like poop. I, like, that's I how the show starts. <laughs> and that's a nice guy. Yeah, just man. imagine what the rest of us have been saying, Alex Strove. <laughs> Behind your back. <laughs> Are you showered? Yes. Okay, I don't know. You're giving off a vibe of like you haven't showered did, since Friday night. Did you know Steve the Homer True is across from us? Did you know he had hair? Okay. Yes, I would imagine it's Steve the Homer True, who is on a different radio station, ESPN Milwaukee. He's not across from us. He's on, like, he's not literally sitting across from us. I didn't know he had us. hair. 
So Steve the Homer Chew clearly he used to have a toupee. I'm not. I think he. I think he does right now. I'm looking at their video. Oh, so he brought out the toupee. Is probably. Uh, uh, I don't like a toupee. Yeah, he had a toupee. Oh man, you lose some respect wearing a toupee. Okay, but Steve the Homer Chew is like 70 years old. So like when he was 50, that was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, toupees were in the in the time. Let alone when he was 40. Now I think Steve the Homer Chew is a little bit like my my dad, who I feel like was bald at like 23. So like. You just have, or I was balding at twenty three, so rocking. you just have to. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh, there, there, you're gonna pop it up. Is this available on the stream then too, Alex Strofe, or is this just for us? Uh, it's not on our stream. Oh, that's yeah. too oh, for us. sure. I, with all due respect, I think you know this guy, Steve the Homer. True, looks like Dom Capers. <laughs> that is a Dom Capers toupee. So if you are listening uh, on the radio or uh, watching us on Instagram Live or TikTok. Basically, Homer with a toupee on is yeah. Dom Capers, and we just, all know who Dom Capers is. Former Packers defensive coordinator, also with Carolina Panthers. Man, I don't. I just don't get the. Uh, I don't get why you want to hold on to your hair for so long. You don't. So you don't have th- those dreads or that that hair is not toupee. Oh, no, nah, right now, like, nah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Not listen, a here. Okay. listen here. I start thinning. I start losing my hair. I'm gonna be bald. You it can is tell. What it is, you can man. tell LeBron that. Hey, man, look. <laughs> Just another reason why Jordan's the goat. He shaved the head. <laughs> yeah, because he was stressing about all his gambling debt. And, and so yet he still went out and won six rings. But at, least, at least neither one of them did a, a Carlos Boozer. Because <laughs> Carlos Boozer, you can look it up online. It, it, it's like shoe polish that Carlos Boozer put up on his head. So I don't know. Maybe we can ask that question. Which is worse, Carlos Boozer's hair or Steve the Homer True's hair, who oh, is on Boozer. opposite of us? <laughs> ESPN uh, Milwaukee uh, two to four. If you want to see what his uh, hair looks like, oh man, Jordan Love. He's got good hair, right? For a very young man, yeah, he got good hair. It's about all he's got going for him, according to the Athletic. <laughs> <laughs> so the Athletic put out their tier system, and this is always, I think, a tad controversial. And mm-hmm. so they have. I'm going to run down the tiers. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get some music for it. I'm not going to run through every. Player on the on the tier though, Alex. We can circle back to that, but I at least want to explain what the tiers are, right. and then we'll work our way up. So we don't need music yet, but we'll have the music. I wasn't listening. Tier one, <laughs> tier one, a tier one quarterback can carry his team each week. The team wins because of him. He is uh, an expert at handling pure passing situations and has no real holes in his game. We all agree, Jordan Love not in that category. Yeah, that's agreeable. Do we think Aaron Rodgers is in that category? Yeah, I think so. Alex? Yes. All righty. So, Tier 2. A Tier 2. And you guys both are correct. Aaron Rodgers did fit into Tier mm. 1. Tier 2. A Tier 2 quarterback can carry his team sometimes, but not consistently. He can handle pure passing situations in doses and or possesses another dimension that is special enough mm. to elevate him above Tier 3. He still has holes in his game. Now, Kirk Cousins. Does Jordan Love fit into that? No. No, no, he doesn't. All righty. Does, does Kirk Cousins? No. He was the bottom of that tier. Okay. So by being at the bottom of that tier, I would imagine that he probably had a lot of votes for <laughs> tier three. All right. Tier three. A tier three quarterback is a legitimate starter but needs a heavier running game and or a defensive component to win. A lower volume drop back pass offense suits him best. Is Jordan Love in this tier? I think so. No. You don't think so? No, he's not going to be I mean, we haven't seen too much from him. That's but what I'm like, saying. That's, 
So that's the only thing that you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no, not in tier three. Tier four, a tier four quarterback is a unproven player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or a veteran who is ideally not suited to start all seventeen games. That's Jordan Love. Yeah, he's unproven. Correct. So yeah, Jordan yeah, Love player. is in tier four, and this is we're going to play a little game right now between the two of you. Is he above or below Sam Howell? On the overall uh, ranking I bet, list. I bet he's below. I would also say below just because we've seen more of Howell. Yeah. He is above Ooh. Howell. Is Ooh. he above or below Baker Mayfield? Below. Below. He should be below. Same. Actually, they have the exact same rating. So. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. Then Desmond, so Jordan Love is Baker Mayfield. Which tells Desmond Ritter. Heisman Trophy winner. Desmond Ritter. He should be above Desmond Ritter. I would agree. He is. Kenny Pickett. Below. Above. Below. Brock Purdy. Below. 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 All right. So Jordan Love, and this is what I want to get into today. Profile of Jordan Love. So first of all, there were 50 votes. He had one tier three vote and 49 tier four votes. So I believe it is pretty unanimous. He is viewed as a tier four quarterback. Now, this is done by scouts, executives, and GMs in the NFL. Mm. This is not fans. Uh, This is not anything. like They are trying to find a balance group on this. So here is what was written in The Athletic, which basically pulls scouting reports and different clips from the the feedback they got from executives and coaches. So, one start, three career touchdown passes, three interceptions, 83 pass attempts. is not much to go on. That's why Love got so many tier four votes. Not enough information. Here's a quote here. We have no idea what this guy is. My initial read is that he doesn't process the game well enough. I don't see natural, smooth, or an instinctual play from him the way he reacts to the defense. And then they also went on to point out, we're going to see how good of a coach Matt LaFleur is, how good he was at game management, how good he will be in a two-minute offense, because everyone knows, who has had any experience with Aaron Rodgers, knows that Aaron was in charge of that. And we all agreed on that. Everyone wants to come out and say, oh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't good last year. First of all, statistically, he was a good quarterback mm-hmm. last year. And when you account for what he did as the quarterback of the team, he was a very good quarterback last year. He just didn't play to MVP right. level play. Does not mean he's not a good quarterback. Right, for sure. And then the last part here, growing pain should be expected. The Packers finished 6-10 in Rodgers' first year as a starter, although Rodgers ranked in the top 10 in passer rating and EPA per pass play. You've got Jerry Alexander out there saying that Love is the best QB in the league. But those are pretty big shoes to fill, a GM said. I haven't seen anything from him to feel comfortable going into this season saying this is our guy. I would be a little hesitant if I were them to do that. But it is what it is. They took him, and that's where they're at. Yeah. So those are, the rev- those are some of the quotes that are used in this article about Jordan Love. So that's our first uh, question, our, our Iron Jock poll question, 844-770-3776. Jordan Love ranked the 26th court, best quarterback in the NFL, tier four quarterback by the Athletic. Is that fair or unfair, Chris Orr? I think it's fair. It's fair just because we haven't seen too much from him. Even though there are probably some people that you might feel like he can be above, you know, based off just pure talent, but he's unproven. So you have no choice but to put him that low. I think that that uh, synopsis that they put out there was like hit right right on the head like that was that was amazing whoever put that together i haven't read all the synopsis was, but i would say nice. almost all of them are pretty yeah. dead on yeah that was that was pretty dead on i mean that's the situation that the packers are in like you took this guy in the first round you know you could say the same they probably said the same thing when they were with aaron Rodgers. you know when brett Favre, you know had his uh departure but you just gonna have to wait and see you know he is their guy though like that's that's how they feel and 
I think I think the judgment of Coach LaFleur as a coach, that's going to be real for sure this year because – even if you just, even if you don't want to say like, oh, you give Aaron Rodgers this credit, but if you're coaching a Hall of Fame quarterback who's played at such a high level for such a long time, you give him so much of, you give him so much control of the offense that you don't really, I'm not gonna say you don't have to do anything, but there's some stuff that you keep your hands off of and say, I'm not gonna mess you up. Like you've been doing this at a high level, you've won a Super Bowl, you've been an MVP quarterback, I'm not gonna mess you up, I'm gonna cater to your needs schematically more than I will just saying, oh, I want to do this as an offense because of my makeup as a coach. You know what I mean? So, yeah, their run game is going to have to come alive and that defense is going to have to help out a lot if they want to win a lot of games. Pat from Addison in his feelings. Who cares? Nothing Burger article, product of boredom this offseason. We don't know. <laughs> Pat, that's what the article says. But yeah. the GMs and coaches and executives who are paid to know things, mm. who are willing to be quoted off the record, say, so far, not great, but they are willing to say we don't know. Yeah. And this is a very fair ranking. Yes. For example, Justin Fields was in Tier 4 last year. Yeah. He has climbed up to Tier 3, but there's still plenty of knocks on him. 844-770-3776. Call in if you want me to give you another person's tier where they're at or some of the quotes on it. I'm yeah. happy to do it. Most of the NFC North, I believe all the NFC North except for Jordan Love, is either in Tier 3 or Tier 2. Kirk Cousins mm. is at the bottom of Tier 2, mm. and Goff and Fields are in Tier 3 for different reasons, and Jordan Love is in Tier 4. I don't really see anything in there, guys, that makes it unfair to Jordan Love because, again, Tier 4 is described as a quarterback could be unproven, and that's where he falls, or Mm -hmm. a veteran who has not ideally the guy you want starting 17 games. Well, Kenny Pickett is a guy who's done more in the NFL than Jordan Love, and he's only one slot in front of him. Brock Purdy, who carried his team to the playoffs and won 11 games, yes, he was a game manager, only two spots in front of Jordan Love. So when you look at it like that, this is a very fair yeah. breakdown from the athletic that is using NFL executives who voted on this. So this is not nothing. Obviously, we don't know what this is, but that's literally the first thing the article says, yeah. and this is what we have to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think anybody that's disagreeing with this, you're just If they said he was blind. tier two, you'd be like, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. That, that's just, exactly what would just, be happening. You're just choosing not to, <laughs> to be real with yourself. You're trying to – you're being delusional on purpose. To try to say that he should be above some of these other quarterbacks – you're ridiculous. You, so, know, you don't even know who he is. You right. can't even give me a real answer on what Jordan Love is going to do for a Packers. Good or bad, and that's yeah. what Tier 4 is. Right, And exactly. I think the quotes are fair because the quotes are based on what mm-hmm. people in this job are paid to do, and yes. the tier is exactly where he belongs. Yes. they, they Trust me, they know a lot more about what they're doing and what they're talking but about again, than you do. The tier says, <laughs> hey, he can climb up. But if you are curious, in the NFC North, Kirk Cousins, he is 12th, which mm-hmm. puts him at the bottom of Tier 2. Then you have Jared Goff, 15th, right at the top of Tier 3. You have uh, Justin Fields, 21st, right in the middle of Tier 3, right below Daniel Jones and Geno Smith, right in front of Ryan Tannehill and Mac Jones. And then you get to Tier 4. So, I mean, we can break this down a little bit more, Chris, as we go through here. But so far, there's nothing completely outrageous about this tier system, which is how I judge a list. Mm -hmm. If there's nothing on here where you're like, oh, my God, they are insane. Right, right. Like if they had Justin Fields tier two, that would be insane. Yes. That is massive projection. Yes. But if you had him tier four, that would also be there. Yes. If you had Jordan Love, Jordan Love feels right on point, which yes. is basically where they put rookie quarterbacks, mm-hmm. is in that that position here. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. He's Chris Orr. I am Jim Rutledge. Maybe Alex Schroff needs to get to Carbon World Health. Because oh that can get your energy up. Yeah. You can work out there, then <laughs> yeah. you won't have a sore back. Our friend Sadler visited him the other day. 
You know, so maybe Sadler will be on that plan. But if you want to improve your health, go to Carbon World Health, sign up for the six-week experience, or you can sign up for semi-glutide like I did as well. I'm down to about 195 pounds, 8% body fat. And the thing is, yes, it helps you burn uh, uh, muscle, or excuse me, help you burn fat, not muscle. But when you start losing weight, you want to do more. So now it's like, oh, I'm going to run. Mm. Well, now I'm 25, 30 pounds lighter than I used to be, so the run's easier. Mm. And now I'm seeing the gains, and now you want to work out more. Start your weight loss journey with Carbon World Health. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. According to The Athletic, the Green Bay Packers have gone from having the fourth best quarterback in the NFL to the 26th best quarterback in the mm. NFL. That doesn't seem great, Chris Orr. Felt like that's, Green Bay to me. That's, that's, not, great. <laughs> that's not great. That's not great. But Let's go! Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? They're not going to be better. I'll tell We're you. We're talking about practice. They're not going to be a better offense than they were with Aaron Rodgers, at least not this year. Right. That's the whole bet, and that's the part I get, Chris Orr. Yeah. I'm Jim Rutledge, Alex Strofe, Behind the Glass. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Mm-hmm. That part I get, mm-hmm. that Green Bay clearly has made a choice to move to Jordan Love. Right. And long term, even no matter what happens this year, mm-hmm. you, you got to give Jordan Love two cracks at it. Now, right. if sure. Jordan Love looks horrendous, maybe you take a quarterback because you got you got to cover your butt if you're Green Bay. But mm-hmm. otherwise... You just have to allow Jordan Love the full season. Yes, because we've seen good, we've seen quarterbacks have a bad first year mm-hmm. and then get better, or vice versa. Yes. We've seen uh, statistically quarterbacks that have a good first year mm-hmm. and then when the league has an off season to figure them out, they're a disaster the following yes. year. So there's still a lot of steps to be figured out. For and sure. to me, the tier four rating for Jordan Love is very fair. That is our first Iron Jock poll question: eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. The Athletic ranked Jordan Love as a tier four quarterback, 26 overall. Is that fair or unfair? Right now, 75% of you say fair. Tim in Oregon chimes in. Uh, Mac Jones, give me a break. So he does not, I guess, not think that Mac Jones is better than Jordan Love. Mac Jones has done more than Jordan Love in the National Football League. He has, but he stinks. But, But what can you tell me about Jordan Love to say that he deserves to be above Mac Jones? We're talking about practice. Exactly. Nothing. Yeah, Strope has this weird practice like, highlights. Yeah. You you got you guys see that throw to Christian Watson today? It was great. Oh no, don't even act like it wasn't. Did you see the one today? Yeah, it was fine. Oh, it was good. It for, was pretty. It was a pretty throw. Pocket was collapsing and let it fly down the right sideline. He's had a couple of those the last few days, but at the end of the day. We're talking about practice. I have no doubt that Jordan Love is capable of making all the NFL throws that are needed, yeah. including some nice wow throws. So you've you've kind of always said, Jimmy, like the physical aspect has never worried you, right? No. It's not. It's not the physical part. It shouldn't. He was a Jordan first Love. round pick, uh, and I mean, I think that was a stretch. But still, he it has the physical ability. He reminds mm-hmm. me. And I know Ryan Tannehill played wide receiver at mm-hmm. Texas A&M some too, but physically, height and weight wise, yeah. and watching him move, he reminds me of Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill can make the NFL throws. Yes. Ryan Tannehill is athletic enough to make some plays with his legs, mm-hmm. and he's athletic and a good enough quarterback. To basically get you into the playoffs to get beat. Yeah, if if you're an NFL quarterback, you should be able to make all the throws and some wild throws. You know, rather starters to P squad quarterback. In all honesty, you I, should make all the throws. I saw Nate Tice uh, going down a rabbit hole of all the good throws in an NFL game that Sam Darnold made. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like we we all do agree on that that yeah. making good 
throws, even mm-hmm. in an NFL game, is not indicative of anything, no. let alone practice. And no. I'm not saying that, again, I have no idea what Jordan Love will be. Mm-hmm. All we're rolling off of is that there was a GM, a scout, and an exec quoted all saying that they haven't seen it yet yeah. from Jordan Love, but they're willing to obviously let it play out. Right, right. And that's all you can do. That's all you can even – that's all you can hope for. You just hope for the best if you're a Packers fan and understand that Honestly, I put I put this year's success all on Lafleur. Like in all honesty, if he's if he's smart with it, they'll run the ball with their two established running backs. You know, take some pressure off of Jordan Love, run the ball with him as well because he is athletic. He has some athleticism. Take some pressure off of just his arm. Spread the ball around. Get some playmakers out in space. I mean, that's that's all you can do. But to expect him to be coming out there and just dicing defenses up is ridiculous. So Aaron Rodgers voted a tier one quarterback fourth overall, but he went from basically unanimously tier one. Do you guys want to guess how many tier one votes he got out of fifty? Forty-seven. Who's this? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, tier one fifty. Thirty. That's it. Oh wow. Twenty tier two votes. Thirty tier one votes. But the article oh. goes on to say last year affected him. He was unanimous. It'll basically the last two years, but Brady had a similar drop in this mm. rating system. And again, this rating system, if you are just tuning in, are done by NFL execs, scouts, and like coaches. So mm. they do have some insight. Nobody's perfect on this. But he did say Rodgers goes to the Jets, just like Brady went to Tampa. More talent, mm. more motivated, and is seems like a guy primed to make a big jump. Yeah. Now he does think that. Rodgers has Tier 1 in him. Mm-hmm. They just don't think he has it in him for 17 games. Ooh, that's tough. So that's the kind of stuff <laughs> where, because of the age, that he might not be able to get it done. Don't poke the bear, man. Don't poke the bear. Another that's interesting point here, Green Bay played four games on turf last year, and exactly said, guess how many games the Jets play this year? 14. Huge difference for a guy who turns 40 in December who's had lower leg injuries, including calf strains. Take that for data. Hackett's offense has boot package and wide stretch runs. It's a lot of pounding on that surface for an old guy with old legs. He's a quarterback. What are you talking about? (laughs) He's still tier four. I mean, mean, I'm sorry. He's still tier one and fourth overall, but uh, it was a big drop there. That turf comment is wild. He's a quarterback pounding on his legs because he's got to run boot play action. I he think will be okay. I think it's just because he's old. I, ayahuasca. Even with that, yeah, he got he gonna get all the ayahuasca he won't, man. It's he four nights of complete darkness. <laughs> so this has eight general managers, ten head coaches, fifteen coordinators, ten executives, four quarterback coaches, and then three uh, analytic folks. That's mm. the grouping that broke down this whole thing. I want to be a part of this next year as an analytic folk. Do you know where this is? So I'm going to give you, for anyone that's in their feelings right now, trying to say I'm a hater, do you know where Patrick Mahomes started? On this list overall? Yeah. When would the first year he would have been 2018. On? Oh, probably 20-something. Yeah. Unproven. No, but I'm saying what tier? Tier oh, four. four. Tier four. Yeah. Unproven, yeah. So, yeah, as again, you get, all, get in your feelings all you want. It doesn't yeah. mean that Jordan Love won't get there. It doesn't mean anyone's being a hater. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes started four on this list. Now he's unanimous. Yes. Tier one. I have a question for both of you yeah. guys because I was a little tongue in cheek before when I brought up the fact that I was excited about the throws and the practices that Jordan Love is having. Yeah. How much stock can I realistically put into good practices? Should I be excited? Should I tamper the expectations? How excited should I actually be over the throws that Jordan Love has made in practice? You you can be excited, but at the same time, 
there's a very big difference when live bullets are coming. Like, that's a very big difference. Like, even though you're saying, like, oh, the pocket's collapsing, like, I'm going to tell you what happens when the pockets start collapsing in, in practice. If I'm bull rushing an offensive lineman, I'm like, oh, watch mm-hmm. out, watch out, watch out, he's right behind you. Or I'm like, hey, chill, like, he's right there. Where in the game, I'm going to keep bull rushing you. I'm probably going to try to reach over the top of you and grab him as much as I can, whatever. I'm going to try to push you into his legs, like, anything that I can. Like, there's a very big difference to where the the violent aspect of football comes alive that you don't get in practice like you as a quarterback especially you have a you have such a shield around you in practice like they're getting mad at you I'm telling you somebody will get cussed out if they put their hand on him whereas in the game there's (laughs) there's none of that the only protection that you have is your offensive line holding up for as long as they can that's the only protection you have and then on the flip side of that even when you're throwing the ball like now you're throwing the ball into dangerous windows as well. Like, yeah, you got target and whatever. Like, whatever. But you, you throw a you throw a dig route or a slant route into into a loaded box, whatever the case is, and you get your receiver's head knocked off. Like that's an incomplete pass. Whereas in practice, I'm I'm jumping out the way to make sure that we don't that we avoid those big collisions. So there's like you can be excited to an extent, but you have to understand that there's a level that you need to get to when bullets are flying. He's Chris Sore. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. I think on the flip side, though, too, I mean, the defense starts kind of knowing what the offense is going to run, True. and so there's some plays, True. the opportunity to jump routes. True. But the throws, Alex, here's what I – the throws, to me, are always funny because, like, there's plenty of uh, Twitter out there. People wanted to dunk on mm-hmm. Jordan Love of him missing the net completely on a throw. Oh, yeah, uh, I a, so, I mean, like – that means nothing as well. Magoo hit the net though. Right. <laughs> it means it really means Smoke nothing. Right. It really means nothing. It but means at, the nothing. Some, at, at the same time, you're going to be excited about the big throws, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be bummed out about the misses. Right. For me, and again, I'm an expert in bad quarterback play. I've seen this a million times. Quarterbacks look great. Jay Cutler slings it all over the field in practice. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky did too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rex Grossman, I'm sure did. I can't. And I mean, that was. I mean, I was around, but still, I don't think coverage is quite the same. Guys, they have the physical ability. Yeah, it's the mental, mm-hmm. and I will I will maintain this forever. The difference between Aaron Rodgers and Jay Cutler is Aaron Rodgers is a better football player. Mm-hmm. When the lights come on, Aaron Rodgers can process that information and make all the throws he can make in practice in a game. Yeah, that's what we have not seen from Jordan Love mm-hmm. because in a game setting where it mattered, which was not the Philadelphia game, it hasn't come through. Now it's right. fair to say he needs more opportunities, mm-hmm. but it's also fair to say so far. He doesn't look like a special quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't mean he can't get there. Yeah. Oh, there's there's something that 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 you don't you don't you don't get in practice. When he has to line up against Daniil Hunter and he's telling him, "I'm about to come rip your head off," <laughs> yeah, and probably in a worse way than that, "I'm about to come knock you out, bro," and then he does it. Now, now you're thinking about that as you're dropping back that next time. You know, now your clock's a little faster. Now, are you gonna have the discipline to? take your drops at the same pace or you had a discipline to go through all your reads at the same you know efficiency like there's that's the that's another mental aspect of the game that people don't think about is once you get hit then how do you respond as a quarterback what happens when you throw a pick or you make a bad throw and you mm. blow a third down mm. like forget even the hits like mm. jordan love's going to have yeah. mistakes mm-hmm. and now when jordan love in a game yeah let's say game 2 and uh-huh. he th- you know let's say the game 1 was meh one yeah. win or lose, and then game two he comes out and first drive throws pick six. Yeah, you know what I hope? I hope that you know something that at least I feel 
would help the quarterback is, you know, I know everybody wants to breathe confidence in him, you know, throughout camp and all that. But I hope that, like, Jair Alexander and Sewell, I, I bet Sewell out there talking trash, but I hope <laughs> that they're catching a pick and running down the sideline and telling him he sucks. <laughs> like, for real, though. Yeah. Like, I, I hope you're getting some of that because – then how are you going to respond when you throw when you throw a pick in a game and somebody runs down the sideline and tells you you suck and run right by you and your coach and say I don't know what y'all were doing thinking thinking about drafting him why'd y'all get rid of Aaron Rodgers you you guys are idiots you just got yourself fired like whatever like when we come back oh. I'm gonna have Chris or trash talk Jordan Love <laughs> like he was a linebacker <laughs> on the other side you're gonna hear that next oh. this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to Chris Orr, trash talking Jordan Love, that's what we're going to have him do here in a minute. Is Michael Keaton underrated as an actor? Wilde and Tausch had some awful takes earlier today, mainly Tauscher on the state of uh, entertainment these days. Basically, they don't like anything that doesn't star Matt Damon or Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, I mean, they're basically like, well, if I have, if they're not from the 90s and it's not for me, and they basically Aww. said everything got bad. They didn't know who Tom Holland was. Aww, come on. Uh, and they said there's no stars under the age of 40. Margaret <laughs> Roby's the star of Barbie, and she's 33, but whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Cillian Murphy, I believe, is under 40. He's a star of Oppenheimer. But I'm not going to lie. I do think that... Uh I think some of the production is getting a little sloppy. Yeah, I didn't realize how it's a little too much CGI, man. Yes, and there's a whole blowing stuff up, and you can get into that too. Like they don't pay the CGI folks, so they don't have the time to really make the CGI look as Mm. good as it was too. So that part I agree on, Mm. but the idea that and there's too many Marvel. I love the Marvel movies, but they need to stop making those. That's all real too. But speaking of superheroes, Michael Keaton. We yeah. just watched some clips from the show or from the movie Other Guys, but he is sneaky hilarious he is. with the Beetlejuice, Mr. Mom. Uh, he's, he I mean, a million hilarious. different things. Alex Strofe, do you know who Michael Keaton is? He played Batman, right? Yes, but he's also in like a million other things. If you put four pictures of white old actors in front of me, I wouldn't know which one's Michael Keaton. That's a big L on you because Michael Keaton, he's <laughs> in the, the movie Birdman where he actually kind of plays himself as a former actor who used to be the star of like a a comic book movie and then it's just like this has been oh, I haven't seen that yeah it's really good I think yeah. he won an Academy Award for it at least oh, was really? nominated for it yeah so Michael Keaton I'm gonna say sneaky sneaky fantastic like yeah. underrated we need to appreciate yeah. Michael Keaton more but this is Rutledge and Hamilton Chris Orr in for Hamilton and Chris I'm gonna put two things on you I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. give you another one too I want you to trash talk Jordan Love first mm-hmm. do we have some trash talk music here Alex Strofe he's just on the phone talking to his friends and then <laughs> If we can get some trash talk music or some trash talk for Aaron Rodgers though too. Ooh. See, the thing is, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. All right. The thing is, trash talking Aaron Rodgers, I probably wouldn't do. I probably wouldn't do it. I don't want him to start picking on me. If I'm playing against Aaron Rodgers, I'm not about trash talk you, bro. Cause I know you're gonna know the coverages that's where, that we're gonna be in. You're gonna mess around and put your speedy slide at three or something. Now I gotta cover him. I'm gonna get embarrassed. Like I wouldn't trash talk Aaron Rodgers, but if I had to, no. Wait, I love that. That could be your answer. Yeah, like that, that's yeah, an that's amazing answer. answer of yeah, like, that's definitely right. I don't want any part of yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not trash. That's like ta- trash talking LeBron or Jordan or yeah, any of those yeah, guys. Yeah, you don't I'm want any of that. I'm not you don't want to be on yeah. TikTok telling stories yeah, back I'm in the day when Aaron, when you try to trash talk Aaron Rodgers and yeah, he put yeah. one on you. Yeah. Most, most I would do to Aaron Rodgers is probably like celebrate real hard, like in his face. 
but not like a... Would you do the belt? No, 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 no. <laughs> I would only do a belt if you... See, somebody like Aaron Rodgers, I do the belt and, you know, I'll trash talk him only if it's like a walk-off pick six or walk-off sack or something. Like, right. I'm not coming back out there. Uh, all right, so... But for Jordan Love? We're dancing around enough, so oh. I'm... Well, we'll pretend Maddie over there so you can give the full thing. Maddie, our social media queen, is in the Everlight Solar Studio with us. So look right at her. Pretend she is Jordan Love. And you are playing linebacker mm-hmm. opposite Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Week one, he mm-hmm. first snap as an NFL mm-hmm. starting quarterback of, like, this is your mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. He's got the ball back there. Mm-hmm. The stadium's loud. What are you saying? I'm trying not to cuss. <laughs> You're trash, bro. You're trash. You know you're not ready for this. You know how much of a downgrade you are from A-Rod? Do you understand what you just walked into? Who are you? Who are you? We didn't even game plan for you, brother. We didn't game plan for you at all. You're trash. You're going to get your coach over there fired, and you're on your way out, too. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna draft Caleb Love in the first round after this because you're going to go 1-15 or 1-16. You're going to get the first overall pick because of you, brother. You're going to get benched after week 10. You're trash. You just hit me right in the chest. And I'm about to snap your neck, bro. I'm about to fold you in half like a lawn chair, brother. You're not ready for this, man. You need to get back to go back to Utah State. You're not ready for this at all. You weren't ready. Tell Gary Anderson I said Good hi. Luck. Good luck. Yeah, tell Coach A I said what's up, man. Appreciate him offering me at the University of Wisconsin, man. Good luck uh, with the rest of your career, man, being a backup quarterback. Boom. It would definitely, definitely be a lot of more uh, cussing in there. Yes. Uh, a lot of my tra- yeah, a lot of my trash talk, I'm not even going to lie, like, the best trash talk is something from right there on the field. Yeah. Like, a lot of people yeah. think it's about doing, like, research on the guy, which is like, yeah, that can work sometimes, but majority of people are like, yeah, bro, you you obviously don't know me anyway. Yeah. But, like, something right there on the field? Oh, can't beat that. Mess around, drop a snap? Oh, man. So, how you can chime in 844-770-3776. Give a grade to Chris. Yeah, uh, or talking trash to Jordan Love now with the asterisk. He does have to keep it uh, radio friendly. Yeah, I understand that. Alex, what's your grade? It's like a 4 out of 10. It was like a 4 out of 10. Uh, Robin Madison chimes in. That was weak trash talk. Go watch the program. Hey, Rob. Oh, I've seen the program. And guess what? Guess what? My trash talking is way worse than Alvin Max. Mine is way worse than that. Hey, Rob, if you think my trash talking is bad, why don't you pull up to the Everlight Studio, <laughs> come sign a waiver, and let's get this Oklahoma drill going right after I get finished with Alex Schroff. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do a radio show with him tonight. Yeah, you, another one. You were talking trash earlier, Alex. Yeah. So you got real trash. He's the talk biggest from. teddy bear in the world. Hey, you, hey, hey, man. Listen here. There's a reason why I'm still trying to play, bro. I don't have enough. My bloodlust isn't filled yet. <laughs> like I don't think I don't think you understand that. Chris or office linebacker here. You don't understand that, man. Bloodlust not filled yet. A lot of people don't want to get hit anymore, man. That's why we need to bring the violence back to football. Everybody want to be uh Seven on seven stars and Instagram real clips of them dancing and doing the icky shuffle on the agility ladder. Football ain't played like that. Football play with your pads and them screws in your damn helmet. So uh, before we get the break here, Chris, let me ask you this part of it. I think the Packers uh-huh. put on helmets and pads and everything today. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between underwear Olympic practices and 
padded practices. Oh, okay. In the underwear Olympics, like... Uh, well, I mean, but I, that's what I'm calling, like, you're practicing right, right, with like, right. a helmet on. And, right, with just the helmets. Yeah. I mean, in all honesty, in all honesty, at the, at the NFL level, like, you're still kind of striking each other, even in just helmets. Like, um, your shoulders and stuff are out of it, but with hands, you're striking each other. So, like... They can still get a little physical, you know, in the front seven. Like, you just – everything is just hand fighting, though. But when you put the pads on, <laughs> oh, boy. That's when you just find out who the real football players are. Like, there's some people that you find out, like, man, this guy this guy might be nice. Like, he's going to be nice, bro. He's shooting all these gaps. Like, he's going to be amazing. Then you put the pads on, and he's a little timid to shoot those gaps. Or he doesn't know how to – he doesn't know how to strike and shed somebody, you know. Somebody that's just really athletic is going to look great in those helmet practices, but when we put the pads on and where the game is actually played, that's when we see the difference. It's just taking up a level. I don't know what Alex, this computer here is a shared computer, uh, Chris Sore, that we have a screen of, <laughs> and Alex is just looking up where he's supposed to park tomorrow. Like, <laughs> I need to know when Alex is supposed to tell us about his good friends at Door County Distillery. <laughs> well, I can do that right now. I can do it anytime. I can do it later. I guess there's no t- better time than the present. I love my friends at Door County Distillery a lot more than I love Jim Rutledge or Chris Sore. Locally produced, handcrafted, award-winning spirits available right here in the Madison area. Gins, vodka, rums, whiskeys, bourbons, whatever you want, they've got it, and they do it well. Like I said, award-winning. If you're heading up to Door County this summer, check it out. Door County Distillery up in Carlsville. It is awesome. I highly recommend the tour, the winery tour as well. Pick up some bottles, but if you don't want to go all the way to Door County, you can impress your guests right here in the Madison area. Check out DoorCountyDistillery.com for their unique cocktail recipes as well as locations near you. That's DoorCountyDistillery.com. And check out the Sippin' with Strove series on the ESPN Madison YouTube page. We've got another one coming out later this week. That's the ESPN Madison YouTube page and DoorCountyDistillery.com for my friends at Door County Distillery. Rutledge and Orr rolls on after this, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Wow, they're letting me run the show. It's Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light here on ESPN Madison. I'm Alex Strofe alongside Jim Rutledge, former NFL linebacker, former Badger linebacker Chris Orr. And I've got some trash talk for you, Chris Orr. Let me hear it. Craig on Twitter says, Chris Orr talking trash to Jordan Love is like Bronny James talking trash to MJ. Keep it to yourself, Chris. Hey, Craig. Hey Craig, listen to this, brother. If that's the if that's the gap between me and Jordan Love, you know myself being a all Big Ten linebacker, lot impact trophy semifinalist, uh, Carolina Panther, actual credited season, uh, all USFL linebacker. Just imagine the gap between you and me, brother. <laughs> Who are you? You're like a that's like a little league player trying to say they'll knock me out. <laughs> Realistically, there's more tape on Chris Orr in the NFL than there is Jordan Love almost. So not much of a difference Uh-oh. there. Uh-oh. Pretty comparable. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Hey, be careful, brother. Tread lightly. He's Chris Orr. I am Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light and the bad skinned Chris Orr. The Badger football <laughs> team. He laughed. Nah. He was having some fun nah, with I it. I just talk back. I just uh 
You can't, you can't, you can't throw shots and then expect me not to say something back. Alex, to you. does anyone take shots at you? No, he's not important enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me feel good because people take shots at me all the time. But do you, uh, do you get shots, Alex? I feel like you don't. You're too team. You're too fan friendly. Like shots from fans? Yeah, all the time. Really? I, I got a tweet last week when I was filling in on the other show. That, you say you look tired? That was Chris, not not a fan. <laughs> no, that was Chris. Um, that said, like, so I, I do uh, the Pack-A-Day podcast. I do that twice a month. And somebody was sure. saying that uh, that version of me is very different than the radio version of me. And I didn't really know if that was a compliment or a diss. I didn't know what to make of that. What would you make of that? Take it as a diss. That's, that's how I took it. I Which one do you think he liked more? That I don't know. Probably oh, the yeah, Pack-A-Day one. Question. Because I haven't heard. I don't know what that is. But <laughs> if it is a fan thing... I would say it is geared towards being super positive and drawing people in because if you have a blog... I'm not the most positive guy, But if you have a (laughs) blog or a podcast that is driven on the amount of people to come see it or click on it, well, then you need to feed them what they want. Mm. Like, you give your kids candy if you want to keep your kids happy. Mm. If you want people to visit your website, you tell them only good things Mm. about your favorite team. Yeah, that's not really our MO there, though. Mm, Probably compared to... What about to ESPN Madison? Well, to, to our show, certainly very different. Because obviously you're you're negative in in the scope of like a, a normal Packers fan. I'm negative on everything though, so don't don't, don't paint it as a Packer thing. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's just an overall thing. Yeah, judgmental Jim. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know what to make of that one. I don't know what to make of it either. Here's what I wanted to talk about though, as we transition to Badger football. Mm. Uh, Ryan Madison uh, chimes in though. Chris will shorten that dude's neck real quick. So hey, damn right, Ryan. <laughs> Uh, Ryan is with you on that. Badger football is going to be heading out to Platteville, mm. I think, Tuesday night. Beautiful city. Mm-hmm. And that's and correct. They will be going out, and you know, the Bears used to practice out there back in the day. Mm-hmm. And the Badgers, back in like uh, 95, 94 range, um, stopped practicing at the, what was it, the Holy Name Seminary. That's the name of it. I'm not just saying Holy Name, like mm-hmm. any Holy Name. It's literally called. The Holy Name Seminary, yeah. uh, and it was it, they stopped doing it under Barry Alvarez in 2005. I'm sorry, in 1995, and it was mainly tied to cost and convenience of mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, back then the program was not quite as big, but the Badgers basically it was maybe seven miles from Camp Randall just to move the team away right. from their normal situation. And Tarek right. Saw, Derek Engler have talked about yeah, what I've it meant to them and what it was. Now, Chris. You haven't had that, but mm-hmm. let's start with what you guys did, and then maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you see maybe the advantage or disadvantage could be of going somewhere else right. and having a Remember the Titans type yeah, time yeah. together. Hopefully they're tighter than that team was initially. <laughs> yeah, we- Not Tom Oates era, but like <laughs> otherwise they are. We, uh, Tom Oates' favorite era of football. We just... <laughs> <laughs> We you just play to win the game. We we would just practice, you know, at Camp Randall or you know in the indoor or on the grass fields that we had right there outside of mm-hmm. Lot 17. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like, so my my first two years we were still able to do two days. It was the rule where you can do two days. You just couldn't do it two days back to back. So we would go two one, and on the one day you would have like a practice and then a walkthrough, which would turn into like a. <laughs> Slight practice anyway. <laughs> so anyway, um, it wasn't – honestly, there's not that much of a difference. It's still camp because nobody else is on campus anyway. So there's no – it's not like you can go and, like, you don't have the energy to go out 
and go do something stupid, you know, and usually you're living with a couple of your teammates. So it's almost the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to practice. And then I'm riding back home with the three of you to our apartment or a dorm or whatever the case is. And we're going to just keep talking about practice. We get home anyway, like yeah. nine, ten o'clock anyway. So usually a normal day of camp. You'll probably get there at like 7 in the morning. You might have a lift and then some film, uh, breakfast, uh, probably more meetings, and then tape and get ready to go to practice. Let's say you started practice at like 11. You'll go practice from like 11 to 1 something, maybe 11 to 2, whatever the case is. And then after that, you'll shower, eat lunch. You'll probably have more film and then like a walkthrough. And then after that film session, I mean, after that walkthrough, you might do like a flush lift or something like that, uh, more meetings and then dinner and then you're out. And that's like eight, nine o'clock at night at that point. So it's already over. But the one thing that you do get, I guess, when you go off uh, off site is that now the entire team is together all the time. So we're together for however long they're going to be there. I want to say they're going to be there for like a week, right? I believe that's right, and yeah. it, and we're kind of talking about the Badger football team going out to Platteville, mm-hmm. which is reminiscent up until two, basically through the 2004 season, Badger football under Barry Alvarez right. did the same thing. It mm-hmm. was initially the Holy Name Seminary, then flipped to the o- O'Connor Center, but yeah. uh, depending on the era of player, they they know right. it as that. And it there is a, a, a case to be made of, and you've heard about this in the NFL too, I don't think teams do it much anymore, mm-hmm. uh, but... This idea of having this sort of like you're in a dorm mm-hmm. and then the you know the doors are open, you're playing cards, you're yeah. playing video games, yeah. you're hanging out. It kind of gives right. that collegiate experience, mm-hmm. and it can kind of create some team bonding. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I get both sides of it, but right. I don't think it's going to be a bad thing that they're heading out to the platform. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. There, there's really there's not any cons to it. Your camp is camp either way. <laughs> Whether you do camp right here or camp four hours away, you're in training camp, and then. Uh, but, yeah, spending more time together, I'm sure they'll probably take their phones or something like that. So you have no choice but to just go to each other's room and either you're talking about practice or watching film together maybe and or playing some cards or dominoes or whatever the case is just to get your mind off of, you know, football, give yourself a little break. But you have no choice but to hang out with each other a little more for sure. And I think every year that's important for a football team. But this year, one, you have new coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So maybe it allows the coaches to connect with some of these guys on yep. a more personal level, just hanging mm-hmm. out in the same area, uh, some group space. But then also, a lot of, yeah, a lot of transfers yeah. and a lot of freshmen coming mm-hmm. in, and we're all these freshmen recruited by which I mean allows these players to maybe talk through some more things with each other, yep. but also get to know each other, especially these transfers. It could be yep. really—I don't know if they'll do this every year, but when mm-hmm. there's this many, maybe they start doing it more because as the transfer portal gets bigger, right? Going out yeah. of your way to make sure this team has time to bond might make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's important. It's important. Like team bonding is very important. I'm, I'm, I bet there'll be conversations about you know the the, tr- the rich history and tradition that we have here at Wisconsin, and you know where to direct is going now under coach fickle I bet even some of the some of the guys that were that have been in the program for however many years talking to some guys that came from Cincinnati with this staff you know talking about you know how is this going to look how is this season going to look and compared to how this is going to mesh together to, to create the perfect storm for the Badgers like it's, it's going to be nothing but positive you know it's not there's nothing negative about it unless you just don't want to leave campus you know what I mean like that's the, that's the only thing that you can view as a as a con but you know or, or the, does Platteville have a football team yeah they got a football team uh, right they they're do. not in camp yeah they have a football team I well I don't know so Alex you're our Badger insider what is the deal right now are they practicing where the Bears practiced or does Platteville not practicing right now 
Uh, Platteville's not practicing yet, okay. is my understanding. And they may be practicing elsewhere. The Badgers are actually practicing on their field, like where they play games. Oh, Whereas okay. I think Platteville yeah, so probably, probably has a practice yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. But I believe it's the same place the Bears practice for so long. Is the media welcome out there? They are, but uh, no media workroom. So you got to go sit in a box. The, the Chancellor's suite is my understanding. And but it doesn't sound so bad. No, but you can't work there, I guess. So. What are, you, what are you going to take away your phone? Yeah, I don't know. I guess that is how you work these days, isn't it? Yeah. Can't go to a coffee shop <laughs> nearby? Yeah. I, I don't are think you I'll just dodging to drive out there? Um, sound a little lazy. I, yeah, probably. A little tired? Yeah. Right now, yes. <laughs> yeah. Currently, yeah. Man, it's crazy. You know, at, uh, in, I, was, I don't know if I was telling you this or who I was talking to about it, but at NFL practices, like, sometimes they'll tell you, take your phone. They'll take your phone if they see you pull your phone out. As in media? Media or just a spectator. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of those that. highlights that are up and on social are not, oh, not yeah. supposed to be up there. Yeah, not for sure. approved Shout by. Shout out to our guy, Big B. <laughs> okay. Um, will you go <laughs> and be a correspondent of the bar scene out in Platteville? Like, will you just go out there and drink Coors Lights? Will you put me up in a hotel? Was like twenty dollars staying in a hotel I bet in Platteville. It's <laughs> I bet it's cheap. If you put me up in a hotel, I'm 20, happy to twenty-five do it. cent uh, Coors Lights, and uh, I bet they're cheap. Yeah. Let's hey, talk to Nitzel. See if he's got a friend out there. Then get you a good Airbnb or a couch you can sleep on. Couch is fine with me. There you go. I don't have any friends in Platteville anymore. I said talk to Nitzel. No, I know. I, I used to have friends out there, but not anymore. Do we ask you? Do we, Chris? Do we yeah, ask? I don't, no, I don't think no. we asked that. This is Relation Hamilton presented by Coors Life. <laughs>